Have you ever wondered why and how you do most of the things you do in life? Why certain habits seem impossible to break? Or why certain fears persist, no matter how irrational they seem? Welcome back to Unleash Thyself. I am your host, Konstantin Morun, and today we kick off an enlightening series dedicated to the intriguing and amazing realm of the subconscious mind. Unpacking its mysteries isn't just an exercise in intellectual curiosity. It's a key to unlocking a new level of personal growth and self-mastery. In this ongoing series, we'll be peeling back layer upon layer of the subconscious, demystifying its functions, debunking myths, and offering actionable insights. Consider your subconscious as the ever-efficient software running quietly in the background of your mental device. Always on, always vigilant, but only catching your attention when something requires immediate action. Today's episode serves as an introduction to this complex topic. We'll explore the architecture of the subconscious, some of the science behind it, how it serves as your internal operating system, and understand its influence on daily life. In future episodes, we'll delve into how to reprogram this mental software, how to leverage it for achieving both personal and professional success, and so much more. So buckle up and get ready to delve deep into this fascinating subject matter as we start this journey together to unlock the full potential of your subconscious mind. You see, the subconscious mind is not just some abstract concept. It has concrete real-world implications. Ever wondered why you impulsively reach for a candy bar while you're consciously trying to eat better and healthier? I have done this so many times that I lost count a long time ago. Well, that's your subconscious, primed by years of associative learning that connects sugar with comfort and pleasure. And this isn't just anecdotal. There's extensive research that suggests your unconscious plays a pivotal role in your daily choices, from what you eat, to how you react, to whom you find attractive. Now, science has proven that our beliefs not our genes, determine 95% of our decision-making. Yes, up to 95% of our daily actions are driven by our subconscious mind, with only 5% coming from our conscious mind. To put it in perspective, only 1 in 20 actions that you take at any given time are driven by your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind never sleeps. It doesn't take a rest or a break because it controls all vital processes and functions of the body. For instance, the subconscious mind controls heartbeat, blood circulation, regulates digestion, and elimination. In sleep, our conscious mind becomes dormant, while the subconscious mind stays fully awake. Science shows that we will still hear and process everything even while we sleep. So be careful next time you're in a room with someone sleeping and you're talking about them behind their back because they're still processing everything you're saying. That goes for music being played in the background, TV shows running, right? And that explains why perhaps one day you wake up and you have a memory that you can't quite place. Look around your environment when you sleep and what type of information gets fed into your system. Now, your subconscious mind is an evolutionary marvel designed for survival. Our fear of heights or snakes, isn't just a random quirk. It's an instinct that once had life and death implications. 
These are things that are passed down through the generations. Same as if, let's say, you look at wild animals and they are born, and within minutes or hours, they know how to walk or swim or do other things that would take humans, for example, or other type of animals a long time to learn. Now, understanding these deep-rooted impulses allows us to navigate modern complexities like public speaking fears and social anxieties more effectively. For example, if you look at myself, when I was going through high school, university, and even when I was younger, I had a fear of speaking to anyone in a one-on-one conversation, let alone one-to-many. The fact that I'm sitting here in front of you right now recording a video that will be seen by thousands of people will show you how far one can come once you understand the programming you're working with and then understand that you have the power to make all the changes you want in your life. Many times you will find that you act first and rationalize later. Ever wondered why? It's because behavioral impulses are often triggered at the subconscious level and are rationalized consciously. This understanding is crucial when you're feeling conflicted about certain choices. Knowing that your subconscious mind is at play can give you the clarity needed to resolve those conflicts. But you may wonder, where did you learn how to act, react, or respond in any specific scenario? Well, a good portion of our learned behaviors and beliefs have been absorbed into our subconscious by the time we were seven years old. Yes, you've heard that right. So between the ages of zero and seven, your subconscious mind is a sponge and absorbs absolutely everything. Humans have five input senses, sight, hearing, touch, taste, and smell. Our subconscious mind stores data on all five senses. Think of it as a vast ocean of information consistently receiving input from our senses. Now, these sensory experiences can profoundly influence our behavior, decision-making, and emotional responses, often without our conscious awareness. For example, the smell of freshly baked cookies might trigger a feeling of comfort because it's associated with memories of a loved one. Similarly, a specific sound or touch can evoke particular emotions or behaviors based on past experiences stored in the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind integrates these multi-sensory experiences to form a complex web of associations, emotional responses, and learned behaviors. Let's look at the concrete example of how this works in practice. So imagine this for a second. You are four years old and are playing with your toys on the living room floor. Your mother is cooking a delicious meal and you can smell all kinds of aromas. You also hear a dog barking in the background and you hear the cards in the street. While the TV is on playing one of your favorite cartoons. While all that is happening around you, your father enters the living room And due to him being in a hurry, he steps on one of your toys. Without thinking, he reacts by yelling at you for leaving your toys in the middle of the room. That emotional trauma is now part of you. But not just the yelling, not just what your father said, or rather, what you heard. Whatever your five senses were picking up at a given time includes the smells of the food your mom was cooking, whatever was playing on the TV and you're seeing and other background noises that you are hearing. So now let's fast forward 14 years. And now you are 18 years old. You moved out and are attending college. All of a sudden, you walk by one of your 
classmates in a different room, and you smell something similar to the food that your mother was cooking all those years ago. However, you are overwhelmed by a sense of anxiety that you can't really figure out. Why is that? Well, you see, that one piece of information likely triggered the memory for the entire event, the event that was so emotionally traumatic for you back when you were four years old, your father yelling at you. However, you were four years old at the time, so you have no conscious memory of that particular event, but the anxiety surfaces nonetheless. Your subconscious mind has interconnected the smell, the auditory input of the dog barking and the cars in the street, whatever you saw on the TV, and most significantly, the emotional trauma from your father's reaction. So it's clear that the subconscious mind has the power to hold on to emotionally charged experiences, sometimes leading to inexplicable anxieties or fears years down the line. But the influence of the subconscious isn't limited just to the big, impactful moments of our lives. It's also quietly navigating your vehicle in what may seem like inconsequential decisions. Those mundane choices we make without giving them a second thought, like what food we buy, how we eat, who we hang out with, who we like, and so on. So let me give you another example to illustrate this point. You're at the grocery store. You're casually pushing your cart down the cereal aisle. Your conscious mind is debating between granola or whole grain oat cereal, analyzing the nutrition labels. But your hand unconsciously reaches for the sugar-laden cereal with a colorful mascot that you loved as a child. Ever wondered why you just can't resist, even when you know better? That again is your subconscious at play. It's pulling strings from your childhood and from your childhood memories when the sugary cereal was a treat, a moment of joy. Your subconscious has linked that specific brand and the mascot you saw with feelings of happiness and reward. And it influences your choices in a seemingly trivial daily task like grocery shopping. So is there any wonder that we have so many behaviors we don't like, so many limiting beliefs, traumas, and unexplained triggers and reactions? Absolutely not. And it is not your fault. Let me repeat that. Just because we have all these issues, or what we call as issues, it doesn't mean it's our fault. We have them, but we also have the power to deal with them. Now, the great news is that you can make changes to old programming in your subconscious mind. It's not easy. I'm not saying it is. Because no one teaches us this in school or in society, but it's absolutely possible. And I'm a living proof of that, as well as many people I have had the pleasure to work with and also other people in my life. And of course, we'll dive deep into that. And we will cover this in more detail in future episodes. As you've likely heard me saying this a hundred times by now, it all starts with awareness. Now you're starting to become aware of this massive invisible force. And that's why I want to dedicate this episode to us fully understanding what's going on with the subconscious mind and why it's so important for us to take notice and learn how to do something about it. Because let me ask you this, wouldn't you want to take more control of your life, of this side of you? As I mentioned earlier, it's absolutely possible, and we'll talk more about it later. Having laid down the groundwork, let's now embark on a deep dive into the phenomenal capabilities and characteristics of our conscious and subconscious minds. 
you're about to discover secrets that even science is just beginning to understand. As I mentioned earlier, your subconscious mind never sleeps, rests, or takes a break because it controls all vital processes and functions of the body. For instance, the subconscious mind controls your heartbeat, your blood circulation, your digestion, elimination, and all the other processes in your body. While you sleep, our conscious mind becomes dormant while the subconscious mind stays fully awake. Science does show that we still hear and process everything even while we sleep. So as I mentioned earlier, be careful what you have as noise or background information happening while you sleep. Now, building on the omnipresent nature of the subconscious mind, let's delve into its role in our daily habits. You might be surprised just how much is guiding you without your conscious awareness. As we go about our daily routine, such as waking up, brewing that perfect cup of coffee, commuting to and from work, eating, drinking, and going to sleep, it becomes second nature as we have formed habits. This is because we process information quickly and without being aware, this is the unconscious mind at work. I'm sure you can remember scenarios where you drove or took the bus or even walked to a destination. And once you got there, you didn't even remember how. That's your subconscious mind play. So our subconscious automates our daily routines. But did you know it's also the driving force behind almost all our actions and decisions? As we mentioned earlier, Today's science estimates that 95% of our brain's activity is unconscious, meaning that the majority of the decisions we make, the actions we take, our emotions and behaviors depend on 95% of brain activity that lies beyond conscious awareness. This brings us to the pivotal role that our thoughts play. Given that our subconscious is so dominant in our actions, how we consciously think can dictate how our subconscious reacts. The subconscious mind takes everything literally. It does not differentiate between negative and positive. So if you continually tell yourself that you are not good enough, that you'll never succeed in any particular activity, it's likely to turn out that way. The subconscious mind is subjective. It has no way of thinking or reasoning independently. It simply obeys the commands it receives from your conscious mind. As Henry Ford famously said, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you are right. Therefore, the conscious mind sets off this beautiful chain reaction that influences how we feel, but also the subsequent actions we take, all of which ultimately dictate our life circumstances. And to put it even in simpler words, the process unfolds as such. What we think is what we feel. As we feel, so we do. As we do, so we have. Again, as we have thoughts, those thoughts turn into feelings. Those feelings turn into actions, the doing piece, right? And those actions are the result, or rather, are leading into what we have or what we end up having. To recap, the thoughts we have up here, right, which are influenced by everything around us, the environment, society, everything that's going on in life, turn into our feelings, right, down here. That's what we feel because we are thinking about it. If we think about something negative, we're going to have negative feelings. If we think about something positive, we'll have positive feelings. Well, what do feelings do? As you have your feelings, they turn into actions. If I feel sad, for example, as has been my case in the past, I would reach for the chocolate bar or I would reach for a specific food that would bring me a temporary pleasure or good feeling. Now, what have I done in that case? I took the feeling and I took an action based on the feeling. That's the doing part. 
And as I did the doing, the action, well, so I had the results. I didn't have the, the body I wanted, what I want, right? The physique wasn't there because I took an action that didn't align with what I really wanted in life. So if there's one thing you take out of today, it's this. As you think, so you feel. As you feel, so you do. As you do, so you have. Now, if our conscious thoughts have such a monumental impact, what shapes them? And I gave you a hint earlier. The answer lies in our surrounding environment and all its influencing elements. So here's another hint. Sometimes you may want to change your environment, even in the smallest of capabilities, to get amazing results. But we'll talk about that in a later episode. Understanding the literal nature of the subconscious leads us to our next point. How does the subconscious relate to the present moment? Here's an interesting fact. Did you know that your subconscious mind is always in the present? When we think about the future or look back at our past, it's the conscious mind that's at work. Our subconscious mind is constantly focused on the present moment, which explains why it's so paramount that we are mindful about our inner thoughts, talking in the present versus the future. So saying things like, I am successful. I am abundant. I am wealthy. I am fit versus something that I will be abundant. I will be wealthy. I will be lovable, right? You can now start to see why that becomes very important because again, your subconscious mind is in the present and it cannot tell truth from lie as we saw above because it takes everything literally. Now try this out in your life and see the impacts you will start experiencing after just a short amount of time. And keep in mind one thing I mentioned earlier, those inner thoughts, those thoughts that we have that lead to feelings and then to actions and then to what we have. Well, think about the thoughts. Those are your conscious mind. If your thoughts are positive or negative, they will lead to certain feelings because what happens is your subconscious mind starts feeding it information. Think of your subconscious mind as this beautiful massive ocean of information and when your conscious mind says, hey, I'm thinking that I'm not good enough. Well, the subconscious mind is going to be like, well, that's what you want. Let me bring you some proof of that. And of course, we all have proof in our life of times when we weren't good enough, or when we procrastinated, when we had a fear of rejection. But we also have much more proof likely of the opposite. Anyway, we'll delve into that in much more detail later on. So let me ask you this. Isn't it fascinating how the subconscious mind is always in the present. It's like it has its own sense of time. Speaking of time, let's debunk a commonly held myth about multitasking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went there myself many times in the past and now I shake my head. While many of us believe we're capable of focusing on multiple tasks at once, neuroscience tells us otherwise. What actually occurs is a rapid alternation of our attention between tasks creating an illusion of efficient multitasking. So let's say you do two things at once, right? What's going to happen is going to be a quick switch of attention between the two things, resulting in neither of them being as efficient as they could be on their own. Now, the brain cannot consciously process multiple tasks with simultaneous dedication. This translates into our emotional states as well. You cannot feel happy and sad at the same time. If you look at the spectrum, right? 
my left hand here, for those of you listening only, and then my right hand are up here. And there's, there's a spectrum between them, right? On the far side of the left hand, we have fear, like it's the most extreme side of fear. And then on the other side of the spectrum, my right hand is love, extreme sides of love. But there's a point in the middle where you switch between the fear state and the love state, the good and the bad, the bad and the good, and so on. Well, think of it as a slider, right? You can go up and down this, but you can never be in two spots at the same time. So if you're feeling really happy, you cannot feel sad in the same moment. Can you alternate from states? Absolutely. But if I'm feeling ecstatic, I can't also feel depressed at the same time or sad or angry or mad. But of course, something can happen, trigger it, and it can move me in a different state. Now, I want you to try this to maybe look at proving this point to you and seeing how it works for you. Take a deep breath, exhale, and put a big smile on your face. You'll find it nearly impossible to maintain sadness while smiling. Contrastingly, the subconscious mind is inherently adept at juggling multiple tasks, right? So your conscious mind can multitask, but your subconscious mind can. That's its job. That's one of its primary functions because it's trying to keep you safe and alive at all times, often operating behind the scenes, multitasking without our active awareness. So while we may think that we can handle multiple tasks or emotions at once, it turns out we're simply switching our focus rapidly. That brings us to our next point, the power of focus and how it can make or break our actions. You've probably heard stories of people driving on a stretch of road that barely has any trees or poles surrounding it. Yet, somehow, most people that end up in an accident hit that very lonely tree or telephone pole. Have you wondered why? Well, it's all because of focus. What you put your focus on is what you will attract or move in the direction of. In this case, most drivers end up thinking, do not hit a tree, do not hit a tree. What's the focus on? Well, it's on the tree. Again, the subconscious doesn't care if it's positive or negative. It will guide you to what you put your focus on. So my question to you, beautiful soul, what are you focusing on in your life? Is it the negatives that seem overwhelming? Or are you channeling your focus into the positives that enrich your journey? And by the way, this is one reason why practices like gratitude, which we covered in last week's episode, are so powerful because it shifts your focus. It helps you shift the focus from negative to positive. Now that you understand the magnetic power of focus, I want to invite you to join me in a quick three-step exercise that's designed not only to test this concept that we just talked about, but to also act as a mirror reflecting your self-imposed limitations. Please don't do this exercise if you're driving or otherwise occupied. The exercise is simple and it involves two physical steps and one mental step. So first step, take either your left or your right hand and reach up as high as you can. Now you can put it down. Second step, take the same hand you raised a few seconds ago and now raise it even higher than you did before. Now put it down. Step three, why did you not raise your hand as far the first time around? After all, I asked you to raise it or reach as high as you can. Reflect on why you didn't reach as high as possible the first time around. What stopped you? Take a moment to ponder this. What else in your life are you holding back? Have you set limitations? 
perhaps subconsciously in your mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical spheres? To illuminate this concept further, think about how these subconscious limitations may manifest in your relationships or career aspirations. Maybe you've shoved your dreams of starting a business hindered by fears that were embedded deep inside you by societal norms or past experiences. Now, for example, if you did this exercise sitting down, you could have easily stood up, reached even higher, or even climbed onto your chair or desk and then reached even higher. But at one point, you would have hit a ceiling, right? Ceiling of the room. But what if you went outside and climbed on top of the house? Now you can reach much higher as well. Your subconscious mind essentially dictated your actions based on learned limitations and beliefs. You operated within a set of unspoken rules that you weren't consciously aware of. This exercise serves as a powerful illustration of how our subconscious mind influences our actions, often without our complete understanding. Understanding the subconscious mind is about acknowledging that we operate within limiting beliefs and boxes created not just by society or culture, but sometimes by ourselves. It's these mental constructs that might not be ideal for the fulfilling life we all aspire to have. So your challenge for this week is to identify one area where you have imposed limitations on yourself and take one step, no matter how small, towards breaking free from that confine. And in future episodes, I'll share with you many practices and tools that you can use to take a tiny step and turn it into multiple tiny steps or bigger steps. Our previous exercise illuminated the constraining influence of some cautious limitations. Now, the lingering questions are, can the subconscious mind be reprogrammed? And how do we go about doing so? The answer to the first question is absolutely yes. The subconscious mind can be rewritten, repatterned, and refocused. So how do we proceed to dismantle old limiting beliefs and replace them with empowering constructive ones? There are many techniques and modalities to facilitate this transformation, ranging from meditation and affirmations to visualization, hypnotherapy, data healing, breath work, and neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. I've personally used most of these and have seen quite a bit of success in my life. We will delve deeper into these techniques in upcoming episodes. However, the genesis of any significant change is awareness. The recognition that there is room for improvement is the very cornerstone upon which we build our transformation. Thus, your journey to know thyself in order to unleash thyself commences with this foundational realization. Becoming aware of the need for change is the pivotal first step that sets the stage for a fulfilling life imbued with purpose and joy. And as we get close to wrapping up today's episode, I'd like you to imagine, if you will, a lush, bountiful garden, a place brimming with colorful flowers, rich herbs, and robust trees. This garden is your subconscious mind, a fertile landscape packed with ideas, emotions, and dormant abilities. The seeds you plant here will yield fruits that can either nurture you or poison you. You are the gardener of this mental Eden, holding the power to cultivate the life you desire through careful, conscious tending. But here's the kicker. Your garden does not stop growing just because you're not paying attention. If you neglect it, or worse, sow seeds of doubt, negativity, or fear, trust me, those weeds will grow like wildfire. 
choking the life out of the dreams and aspirations you've carefully planted. The conscious mind, the gardener, has the power and the responsibility to tend to this internal landscape. Do you water the seeds of prosperity, kindness, love, and self-belief? Or do you unintentionally nurture the weeds of negativity, self-doubt, and fear? It's a constant process, a never-ending cycle of planting, nurturing, harvesting, and yes, sometimes uprooting and starting anew. Now, here's the game-changing insight that's going to revolutionize how you approach your life. The quality of the seeds you plant and how diligently you tend to them defines the landscape of your future, both mentally and tangibly. You can literally cultivate success, love, and happiness based on how you take care of this beautiful garden. So the state of your garden, the subconscious, is a reflection of your life's current circumstances. Want to change those circumstances? Roll up your sleeves and get back to the garden. So together, let's continue this transformative voyage. Over the next few episodes in the series, I'll be your guide, sharing time-tested methods and groundbreaking techniques for garden optimization. You'll learn how to plant smarter, water wiser, and harvest when the time is ripe for maximum yield. We're going to revolutionize your internal landscape to yield a life of abundance, joy, and unparalleled success. And remember this, your subconscious mind isn't your enemy. It's a powerhouse you can learn to harness. By becoming aware of its mechanics, you can not only react but proactively plan and adapt for the future. You're not a slave to these processes. You can be their master. In summary, today was just a foundational step in understanding the realm of the subconscious mind. In future episodes, we'll go deeper into exploring how to harness this powerful force to achieve success, happiness, and fulfillment. We'll talk about practical steps and techniques that you can implement to not just understand body program your subconscious for better mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being. If you found value in today's episode, I'd be extremely grateful if you could take a moment to subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review Unleash Thyself on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Your support helps us grow and reach more people on their unique journeys. This is Constantin Moron reminding you that no one, and I mean no one, is more capable and has more knowledge to save you and take you to the next level than you do. Continue the journey to know thyself so you can unleash thyself, and we cannot do it alone, so we're going to do it together. Thank you.